Off a day and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. It's Friday, August 17th, 3.05 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Episode 277. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. This is Live Till 5 right here on KHMG 88.1 FM. Paragataguam, glad to have you with us today. For our live local talk and variety program, as I said before, this is episode 277. That's one episode every Friday for the last 277 Fridays, give or take a holiday or a sick day. But 277, that's a lot. Glad to have you with us today. Maybe you're driving around in the car. Your kids just finished the first couple days of school. Congratulations. Life is back to normal now. Kids... Coming home exhausted, not bouncing off the walls, doing homework, making new friends at school, getting involved in all the different things that are surrounding school, all the good things that is. So, half a day, kids, glad to have you listening with your parents. Maybe you're sitting at work at your desk. Hoping to go home soon. Glad to have you with us as well. Some people listen at home, but they use the internet link through khmg.org, khmg.org. You can listen live to our stream with no radio interference at all over the internet. Just go to khmg.org. There's also a number of apps you can download to your smart device, your tablet, your phone, your computer, and you can listen through those apps. You just Go to khmg.org and it'll give you instructions there. Very easy to navigate. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us through that website or even better, find us on social media. Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Find us, follow us, and you'll get updates all the time. Different things we're doing here at Harvest Family Radio, including when we upload podcasts like this show and many other great podcasts that we produce right here at Harvest Family Radio. Glad to share those resources with you. If you go back to our website, you can look up resources by topic, by scripture, by speaker, et cetera, et cetera. And all those resources are available in the library there for you. So you can download and have all kinds of great resources, help edify you in your spiritual walk. We, we hope to do that today. We're hoping to entertain you a little bit, put a smile on your face, edify you, build you up in your Christian walk, educate and inform you by sharing different things that are happening in the world around us, the news, things that are happening here on Guam, just a lot of different things going on. And we are glad to be with you today. Uh, We've been doing this for a while now. I mean, we are 
we we have become a regular Friday afternoon staple for a few people. We hear from people all the time that they listen to Live Till 5. And uh, we're glad to be that part of your day, hoping to just give you a nice alternative on a Friday afternoon. Let your hair down a little bit. Enjoy just sitting alongside us and as we talk and laugh and tell different stories. If you ever miss part of the show, by the way, Saturdays from noon to 2, Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m., we rebroadcast the show in its entirety. All two hours of the show we rebroadcast on 88.1 FM or khmg.org. We do that because we know a lot of people can't listen to two straight hours of radio. You're just too busy. So catch us on the rebound. Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. Now, a lot has been happening. Of course, school started for Harvest Christian Academy. I think almost every school on Guam has started now. And a number of things have happened in this last week, like... Did you know that last week, the 10th, last Friday, was World Lion Day? I didn't even know this. I wish I would have known this because I would have mentioned it. World Lion Day. So uh, let's see here. Uh, a lion's roar can be heard from up to five miles away. That would be like a lion roaring in a ganya and you hearing it roar in Barragata. That's how far away the lion's roar can be heard. A female lion needs 11 pounds of meat a day. Primarily, I think they're on low-carb diets. I'm not sure. And then finally, a lion can run up to 50 miles per hour. Here on Guam, it's hard to find a place where you can drive 50 miles an hour. But a lion can outrun most creatures in a short distance at 50 miles an hour. Let's see here. This week... We are in the midst of National Smile Week, by the way. Uh, what's what's growing in the world right now, in the United States particularly? Well, around the world right now, this season, this this month, this time of year, they're growing blood oranges, which I didn't know what a blood orange was until I had one of those really tasty San Pellegrino fruit drinks that has blood orange flavor. Very tasty. Rhubarb, really good in pie. Blueberries, shallots, leeks, fennel. Brussels sprouts, those are all grown during this season. Uh, This week, looking back, we had International Left-Handers Day. That was on Monday the 13th. According to Baseball Reference website, 14 of the top 20 highest career batting averages in the MLB were left-handed hitters. And that's a high, that's a disproportionately high number because there's not as many left-handers as that. Uh, Social Security Day was the 14th, 1935. President Roosevelt signed the Social Security Act. Today, one in five Americans currently receives a Social Security benefit of some sort. Wednesday, the 15th, was Relaxation Day. Uh, the 16th was Tell a Joke Day, and we actually have some jokes later in the show. But I know that some of our listening audience, they enjoy a turn of phrase or a corny joke. So let me share one with you uh, that was from this uh, website here. Uh, what do you call a fish without eyes? Fish... Because it doesn't have an eye in it. Get it? Okay. Anyway, uh, yesterday or today, today is Thrift Shop Day. Thrift Shop Day. And uh, according to this, this poll, 20% of people in America say thrifting runs in their family. So people that go to thrift stores, if they do it, it means that they probably have inherited that, that uh, hobby from 
uh, someone in their family before them. 33% of people that shop at thrift stores carefully look through every single rack. And 23% of people that go to thrift stores are shopping for crafting purposes. So not necessarily for clothing, but more for craft items, things that they can repurpose or turn into some type of decorative item, things like that. Here's some information about homeschooling. It is the first week of school, not just for Harvest Christian Academy, but some people never stopped homeschooling for the summer. But some people, homeschooling also started this week. You like to coordinate it with the same time as the the uh, brick-and-mortar school, so to speak. The national average percentile scores of homeschoolers is higher than public school students. 48% of mothers who homeschool have a bachelor's degree, and 25% of homeschool kids have three to five siblings. All of these... Little tidbits I just shared with you. Uh, all the different days of the week, the smile week, the the lame joke, the homeschooling numbers, all are from ambassadoradvertising.com. So they faxed that to us and uh, want to share it because it was good. Now, the month of August is National Win with Civility Month, Neurosurgery Outreach Month, Onion Month, Orange Month, probably why blood oranges are grown in this season, Papaya Month, especially here on Guam, pedestrian safety, psoriasis awareness, spinal muscular atrophy awareness, Stevens-Johnson syndrome awareness, and what will your legacy be month? Uh, some of the things that are happening this week, we're coming off of a, a pretty full week, but if you were ever going to start a new obscure observance or holiday, I'd recommend August because the list is much shorter than other months. And by the way, this list is provided to me by Bob, the librarian. Bob Shuck, thank you very much. Let's see. National Aviation Week is the 15th to the 21st, so we're right in the middle of that. Little League World Series is going on right now. I just heard an update on my uh, Amazon Alexa this morning about the World, C- World Series, Little League World Series in Williamsport. Uh, let's see here. Minority Enterprise Development Week starts tomorrow. National Chefs Appreciation Week starts the 19th, Sunday. Safe at home is the 20th through the 24th that week. There's a few more happening at the end of next week that I'll share at that time. And then some specific observances that have happened this uh, starting today. Uh, let's see here. Black Cat Appreciation Day is today. National Men's Grooming Day, so like trim your beard. Thrift Shop Day and Vanilla Custard Day. Uh, tomorrow is Bad Poetry Day. Uh, Clear the Shelters Day, Geocaching Day. Haven't heard of too many people geocaching lately. That was really a big deal about 10 years ago, but I haven't heard a lot about that lately. Uh, Let's see here. International Homeless Animals Day, Mail Order Catalog Day. That's becoming a thing of the past. Um, Let's see. Honey Bee Day, Soft Ice Cream Day is tomorrow, and uh, Serendipity Day. The 19th, Sunday, Chef Appreciation uh, National Aviation Potato Day, Humanitarian Day, God's Preeminence Day, World Orangutan Day, and World Photography Day. The 20th, Cupcake Day, Lemonade Day, Bacon Lovers Day. Monday sounds like a great day. Let, let me, I don't want to just breeze over this too quickly. It's Cupcake Day and Lemonade Day and National Bacon Lovers Day and Chocolate Pecan Pie Day. And National Radio Day and Stay Home with Your Kids Day. 
the 20th, Monday the 20th, might be one of the best days of the year if you celebrate all these. The only downside about Monday the 20th is it's also World Mosquito Day. But I can live with the mosquitoes if I can have cupcakes, lemonade, bacon, chocolate pecan pie, listen to the radio, and stay home with my kids. Monday's going to be a great day if you celebrate all those. The 21st, Internet Self-Care Day, Pecan Tort Day, Spumoni Day, that's some really good ice cream, Poets Day, and Senior Citizens Day. The 22nd, uh, Be an Angel Day, Eat a Peach Day, uh, Take Your Cat to the Vet Day, Tooth Fairy Day, and uh, let's see, the 23rd, International Day for the Remembrance of Slave Trade and its Abolition. Ride the Wind Day, Sponge Cake Day, and Valentino Day. To name a few, those are all happening this week. A lot of observances there. Thank you, Bob the Librarian, for sharing that with us. We're going to take a short break. It is Friday, August 17th, 3.17 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Episode 277 of Live Till 5. Glad to have you with us. Hope you're having a good start to the school year, whether you're homeschooling, public school, private school. We're glad to have you with us today here on KHMG 88.1 FM, live till 5, back after this short break. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. It's Friday, August 17th, 3.23 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Glad to have you with us today. This is episode 277. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin of Live Till 5. We talk about all kinds of things up here. Always try to be edifying and encouraging. We want, as, as you're driving home or running errands or sitting at your desk, we want to provide a service of encouragement to you. Very interesting here. I've got two things I'm going to do before the next break. One, I have, of course, my happy little accidents, which are taken from the book Accidents May Happen, 50 Inventions Discovered by Mistake by Charlotte Foltz-Jones, book provided to me by Helen Meadowbrook, one of our longtime listeners. We interviewed her son, the medal-winning fleet-footed Ben Meadowbrook was up here recently. This book was provided to me, boy, let's see, what was the first week I even started these? These were like way back at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Oh, last November I started using this book. Anyway, still going strong. Today, one of the happy little accidents I'm going to talk about is some of you younger ones might not know what this is. Maybe even some people that are younger adults, but older adults and middle-aged people like myself uh, middle age is the new young, by the way. Um, that's what I'm going with. It's called Bakelite. Some days it seems like almost everything we touch is plastic, from toys to toothbrushes, spoons to car bumpers, shoes to hammer handles. But 150 years ago, plastic had not even been thought of. Then Bakelite was born. Some people call it the mother of all plastics, but it was not what Leo H. Bakeland intended to invent. In 1907, Bakeland, and his name was not spelled like Bakelite, it was spelled B-A-E-K-E-L-A-N-D. 
He was 44 years old. He had recently become a millionaire by selling his invention of photographic paper to Eastman Kodak. The million dollars allowed him to work on another invention, a synthetic substitute for shellac. The dictionary says shellac is a purified resin that is used for varnishes. You see, it's a coating for wood floors, wood furniture, wood boats, and musical instruments such as violins and guitars. For years, natural shellac had been made from tiny insects found in Asia. Billions of these insects were used to make shellac for the United States alone. Bakeland knew that if he could invent a substitute for shellac, it would be easy to sell. He worked with phenol and formaldehyde, changing formulas and adding solvents, acids, and alkalis, but he could not come up with the shellac he wanted. Then Bakeland thought, why not turn the idea around? If the mixtures were so tough, why not build on that? With this new thinking, he stopped working on shellac and started looking for a resin that could be molded. Instead of trying to hold down and toughen his mixture, he worked on the other direction and tried to make it even tougher. He heated it instead of cooling it, and he applied pressure. He soon had a hard, clear solid that could be dyed bright colors and wasn't affected by acids, electricity, or heat. It could not be dissolved by solvents. It could be molded into any shape. And it did not conduct electricity, so it could be used to make insulators. And probably best of all, it was inexpensive. Bakelin named his new product Bakelite. Manufacturers immediately had thousands of uses for it, including but not limited to electrical insulators, electrical connectors, automobile parts, railway signals, bearings, electrical fittings, airplane propellers, knife handles, radio dials, adding machines, billiard balls, hairbrushes, adhesives, Phonograph records, heat shields, telephones, gears, pipe stems, combs, engine parts, and paints, to name a few. So, Bakelite, yeah. If you ever watch Antiques Roadshow, for example, they will talk about things that you know are over 100 years old, and they'll say, oh, that looks like it's Bakelite. So, it's the predecessor to plastics, basically. Here's an interesting story, an uh, interesting list, really, uh, written by Tyler Huckabee, April 11th, 2014, from RelevantMagazine.com in the Worldview section. And my research assistant, Jessica, who also happens to be the staff baker, uh, she provided this article to me because she gave me some really great ideas for science for this show. And one was a list of nine groundbreaking scientists who happen to be Christians. So it's very good. So let me uh, read through these for you, then we'll take another break. Francis Collins, one of the preeminent geneticists in the world, Francis Collins helped complete a groundbreaking research into human DNA and gene sequences as a leader of the Human Genome Project. Francis Collins, who is currently the director of the National Institute of Health, is also passionate about another topic, exploring the intersection of science and his Christian faith uh, through his idea of biologos. So Francis Collins preeminent Christian. Here's another one, more of a classic. Johann Kepler, Johannes Kepler, belief in a brilliant creator. It was his belief in a brilliant creator who ultimately wanted his creation to be further discovered. That was a motivating factor in his work and developing ideas about the laws of planetary motion. Kepler believed the design of the universe for which research in the 1600s helped further reveal, painted an even more detailed picture of God in the Bible, and that's why Kepler was so fascinated with science. So, Johannes Kepler, 
Here's another Christian. Galileo, the life work of Galileo Galilee was marked by an ironic conflict. Despite being a devout Christian believer, he was persecuted by the church for his revolutionary work as a scientist. Arguably one of the most important and influential physicists, astronomers, inventors, and scientists to ever live, Galileo took a non-literal approach to the scriptures uh, that the Catholic Church of the 1600s interpreted to mean that the Earth was the center of the universe. Galileo's revolutionary research in the Earth's rotation was deemed heretical, and after years of debates and trouble with religious authorities, he was forced to recant them by the Inquisition. Galileo spent his remaining years under house arrest. Today, however, his writings and ideas prove the foundation for important understandings about the natural world. Here's another Christian science person. Lies Meitner, part of the team that discovered nuclear fission, which uh, his partner Otto Hahn won a Nobel Prize for. Meitner was born in a Jewish family from Vienna, but later converted to Christianity. She was only the second woman to achieve a doctorate in physics at the University of Vienna and the first woman professor of physics in Germany before she was forced to flee the country during World War II. And this is a very fun fact. The chemical element Meitnerium, Meitnerium is named after Lies Meitner. Sir Francis Bacon, another classic here. Bacon was a devout Anglican who wrote that the goals for his science were to discover truth and serve his country and the church. Known for establishing and popularizing the scientific method, he was the first scientist to be knighted. He viewed science as a way to learn deeper truths about God, arguing that, quote, the little philosophy inclines man's minds to atheism, but depth in philosophy brings men's minds about religion, end quote. And then finally, here, well, maybe not finally, I got a couple more here. Isaac Newton, though some of his views are a bit unorthodox, Newton saw God as essential to the existence of space. He said, gravity explains the motions of the planets, but it cannot explain who set the planets in motion. God governs all things and knows all that is or can be done, he said. And uh, Newton was interested in theology, but of course, theory of gravity. Andrew Pensant, triple threat, if ever there was one, father, Pensant, Catholic priest, research fellow at Harris Manchester College and research director at Oxford's Anne Ramsey Center for Science and Religion. Some of his earlier work, about 31 volumes, which he co-authored, contributed to the creation of the Large Electron-Positron Collider at CERN. But he was moved towards more philosophical work of late with his PhD in philosophy from St. Louis University. So Andrew Pensant, uh, self-professed Christian and also scientist. Stanley Jackie, a Benedictine priest, was also a distinguished physicist, and Mike Holm, Holm, the author of the excellent Why We Disagree About Climate Change, which was one of uh, the periodical The Economist for Science and Technology Books of the Year in 2009. Ever since receiving his PhD in climatology from the University of Wales, he's been a leading Christian voice on the reality of climate change, which he has summed up in five uh, severe but nobly level-headed lessons. So it goes on from there. So I'm not going to go through all that. But people that claim to be Christians that also are renowned scientists from the classics to uh, current, contemporary, and uh, yeah, very interesting. I think sometimes people think that scientists have to be atheists or something when just the opposite is true. When you worship the God of creation, you want to know more about him and his creation. Make sure a really good scientist. Anyway, hey, let's take a short break. 
episode 277, Friday, August 17th, 3.33 p.m. here at KHMG. Be right back after this. Back with a little more live till five. It's Friday, August seventeenth, three thirty-eight p.m. here at the KHMG Studios, episode two hundred and seventy-seven. We've been on the air longer than some of our listeners have been alive. No way. Sure, why not? I mean, five years. Live almost. till five on the air, or KHMG? Live till five. I mean, okay, live till five. Some okay, of our listeners. Right. We're huge with the K three. <laughs> huge. Yeah, it has a huge following. Yeah. They just can't let us know yet because they have no way of interacting with us mm-hmm. other than through their parents who are so busy remembering to grab the diaper bag and the juice box and everything. In a couple of years, they can text us. That's right. And yeah. as a matter of fact, and I'm, we'll be waiting. On their we'll iPhones. Waiting. That's right. By then, it'll be like the holophone or something like that. But a holophone? Like, yeah. It'll be like. It's not okay. bad. You should. Obi Wan, I need your help. Oh, you know, oh, oh, yeah. oh like the holographic. Like idea. a holographic. A holophone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. I, so, I, I thought you were talking about a holophone. You give people no. a holla. No, no, no. Yeah, no. that or hollow is where I thought <laughs> yeah. you were at. H O. The three year olds are tracking me just fine, guys. They are. The three year olds are tracking me just fine. I'm thinking about inventing that. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not. I think I just planted something in their minds. Planted seeds. You connected with fertile young minds. Okay. Hey, you know what? We're going to do order of service here. We're gonna have the <laughs> we're gonna have our quiz with Sebastian first because he has to. Do you say you need you're getting a filling or you have a filming? I am a filming. You are a filming. Okay, I'm you're filming. filming somebody. Okay, great. I was getting gonna a say filling getting, is getting the filling worst. is terrible. Getting a crown filming is someone's much even better. worse. Yeah, much less painful. So Never we're gonna do the quiz with Sebastian. Take a take a medium length break. Come back this day in history, and then uh, at the top of the hour we're gonna do a little. What's in my coffee? The way it's meant to be done. First With coffee time. drinks from the hub. Yeah. First time in months. First time since mid-May. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I've missed oh, it. Yeah. I've yeah. missed it Me dearly. Too. Me too. I'm, I'm excited for the specials they start bringing out, and we oh. all get a different version of the same special. Absolutely. Have you guys had one of those muffins yet? Oh, yes. I did you know, today. They're I, more top than bottom. I, I don't know how they've done that. That's that's it's a, unique. It, yeah, I think it's they got a different size pan. And then uh, here's the thing. It's just like leaders the uglier the better yes honestly when they're the lopsided muffin, and falling lopsided, out of the tin exactly kind of all that's grizzled true about leaders and, it is it's a thing it's uh leaders the uglier they are so the better leader they you are. should worry about if pastor jared says that you're a hey, great good looking guy yeah you're terrible leader he, and you're in a leadership you're position leader. <laughs> so, you're probably a he just follower. built in the perfect backhanded ins- uh right. backhanded that's comments. right it goes both ways i can hear it say you're one handsome dude or i can say Boy, you're one ugly person, and it, you know people just don't <laughs> yeah. know. I could see you saying that to, boy, to all sorts of people. Boy, yep. you're yep. one ugly <laughs> person, one ugly dude. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, well hey, I'll, I'll follow without you. Without further ears. ado, Sebastian. All right, it's time for a quiz. This quiz will shock you. Is it on electricity? <laughs> nice. Almost. Oh, kind of lightning. 
Yeah, lightning. It's on go. lightning. Yes, and I found meteorological some... phenomenon of the week. Yes, yes, yes. perfect. I, I was like, lightning would be cool to do a quiz on. I'm terrified of it. So, is there a mixture of true and false and multiple choice? Um, starting with Jared, we'll go around to Chris at the end. So, question number one. More men than women die from lightning each year in the United States. True or false? True. Uh, I'm going to go with false on that. Wild guess. False. Yeah. Good job, Jared. It's true. 80% to 20%, according to the National Weather Service. Are men? Two reasons yeah. why. <laughs> One, most men are taller. Closer to the lightning. Yep. Two, <laughs> most men are dumber. They're outside when the lightning is coming down and the ladies are inside saying, come back inside. Yeah. Cl- get out of that tree. Oh, see, I got it. Okay. Well, did I? Uh, sorry, I mean, did am I, I right? More, more men get struck mm-hmm. by lightning, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and with the highest risk outdoor activity being fishing. See? And guys are out there with their fishing poles. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but how many people get struck by lightning in a year? Well, well, there are 10. It's probably 10. Eight of them got hit by, oh, eight of them weren't dudes. Eight of them were with fishing eight poles guys in, in a boat. That's right. They were all the same Hopefully, group. yeah. it's their out fishing of, poles. It was out a, of what, 350 million yeah, Americans? Yeah, it was like yeah. eight. It's like 400 million now. It was yeah. eight lacrosse players <laughs> yeah. and two fishermen. All with I mean, their all with their poles up. Yeah, and they were using the new aluminum model, which uh, didn't yep. help. This is why the guys sticks. get hit with it, because they go, look at the numbers. There's, yeah. I have no chance. Mathematically to impossible. To- <laughs> look, watch this. I can even hold my golf club up That's in the air, right. hey, and I won't even get hit with lightning. Watch this. Sebastian, Zap. hold that golf club up there. there yeah. If you, you, would, you would know this answer if you saw this Mountain Dew commercial many years ago, where like all these girls were like on metal stilts and walking around, and the guy's like, during a thunderstorm, and the guy's like, Hey, aren't you worried you're gonna get struck by and he gets struck by lightning? And they like talk about how men get struck more than women. Mountain <laughs> so, Dew commercial. Yeah. Wow. It, it was Mountain Dew Voltage. If you remember Mountain oh, Dew Voltage, yeah. Yeah. it was out with okay. that. Okay. Yeah. I um yeah, boy, that's what I get for skipping commercials. Oh, man. Could that's, save that your was life. A funny one. Okay. Okay, well, I got the point. <laughs> Good job. All right, next yeah. question. That was a long question one. Sorry, sorry. What is the fear of lightning called? Lightnophobia, phosphobia, astrophobia. Or brontophobia. Fear of lightning. Mm. Phosphobia. Phos- I'm going to go with C. Astrophobia. Phosphobia for me. Ha, I got you on that one. Because phos is light in Greek, but it's not actually the thing. It's actually astrophobia. What? Yeah, I knew you guys go wow. to the Greek. That's why I, I would made, think I that would that. be a fear of stars. That was a astrophobia uh, uh, or astroturf. Uh, Greek head fake. That was a head <laughs> oh, fake yeah. with the Greek. Um, astrophobia is oh, a fear so. of both lightning and thunder. Brontophobia is actually just a fear of thunder. Oh, so a lot of people fear seem brunettes. To have this. A lot of people have told I me have lately that. they're afraid of lightning. And yeah, we don't get a lot true. out here on Guam. No, we don't. All right. Um, so that went to who got that? Uh, Lawrence. Me. Lawrence did. Okay. He didn't deserve it, but he got. It. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> True or false? Ridiculous. Dry lightning occurs when the rain evaporates before reaching the ground. Dry lightning occurs, but when the rain evaporates before hitting the ground, reaching yeah. the ground. True or false? This is to not be confused with heat lightning. Yeah. So those are two different terms: yeah. then. dry lightning and heat lightning. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of what other kinds of lightning there are. There's grease, wet lightning, Gre- white lightning, <laughs> grease, grease lightning. Yes. Yep, there's uh, that. Uh, okay, so I believe that there is no such thing as what you just said. So I'm going to say false. I'm going to say false as well. It's a false trifecta. Which means? We all go down together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because none of you got it right. It was true. There's really a dry lightning. Yes, dry lightning occurs when rain. Um, normally, it would touch a wet surface, lightning would. But if the ground is hot enough, then the rain will evaporate before touching the ground. And therefore, that's what will start like wildfires and stuff is because mm. there's that will start there's a no rain. fire. I didn't know that was called dry lightning. Yeah. I didn't either. Hey, I saw a billion terms on Google. Wow. Billion. Okay. Now I <laughs> okay. see well. that I need to add in the little intro that this show is educational. Yeah. I say we want to inform you and educate you, but this show is actually educational. That reminds me, and I don't want to forget, I got some numbers last week incorrect about uh, Alaska wildfires. Uh, millions of acres? Millions of a- well, millions of acres, yes, but I went and looked up the numbers for the last nine several last years. Year. And it, it was nine for like a six year period, okay, or something aggregate. But it was oh, millions. Man. There was millions. millions in the mid to uh, mid to late two thousands. Got it. So I figured I'd correct that since Thank most you. of them are lightning caused, and that brought up the uh, dry yeah. lightning. That was dry lightning. In my yeah. explanation of this, I gave you the answer for the next one, so I'm going to skip it. Okay. Which was what natural disasters as dry lightning usually help start. Mm. And oh, I had some clever questions. Tsunamis. I had some clever things. I had tornadoes, dust storms, sandstorms. Wildfires, but yeah, Thank I already you. told you. So we're not we're not doing that. All okay. right, next question: Those who are struck by lightning often have enhanced memory. Those who are struck by lightning often have enhanced memory. You know, like false. like almost like a superhero ability. Right. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And when they touch light bulbs, like they get brighter and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. I believe that. Mm. And if their they had memory. a Pop-Tart in their backpack, it, it's like... It was toasted. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> their um, me- but their memory is what I'm... What I'm, I'm it's all about the memory. <laughs> their memory Carry is a enhanced. package of raw hot dogs in your backpack. Just, just in, in case. case that happens. <laughs> just in case. That's a great idea. You know what you need is a, is a just in case you get struck by lightning emergency care Emergency package. kit. Because... Then it takes a negative and turns it into a positive. Marshmallows? No, that's an electrical no joke as well. But yeah, yeah, marshmallows and chocolate, like have it already yeah. prepackaged in some foil. Perfect. Maybe some raw hot dogs. So just so, so we understand, tart. we should tell people to buy food and put it on their backs in case they're struck by lightning. Well, especially if they're out there swinging golf <laughs> clubs and stuff. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so I think um, enhanced memory is not a thing when getting hit by lightning. So I would say false. Right. Yeah, I'm going to go with false. If anything, I think it's actually going to... <laughs> gonna erase the old hard drive lose not, their memory you come back with an irish accent yeah uh, no that's a false for me as well well good job you guys you all got it right because yeah there are multiple cases where people have had their memory affected after a lightning strike as and yeah. for the worse okay um so good job none of you get a point uh lightning is attracted to metal objects true or false lightning is attracted to metal objects mm. Boy, I think that's a play on words there. Um, I would say, boy, but if you just take it at face value, I'm a son of an electrician. Mm. <laughs> yeah, make Daddy Joe proud. Yeah, yeah, and Grandpa Jack and Uncle and Jackie, Grandpa Jack and Uncle Jackie. Wow, dude, you have no I, excuse. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna say true. 
I'm going to say true. Okay. In a, in a in a face value sense of the phrase. I've said false three times, and so I'm going to say it fourth. False. <laughs> yeah, I would think that the lightning would hit the highest point, and if it was metal, it would conduct it with a greater uh, – there would be greater ease of conduction. But I don't think it's necessarily attracted to it. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean – in the Yeah, in the most scientific way. A, a better so we're both therefore, right. Therefore, so we're false. both right. We're all right. Yes, we're so all right. So Jared does not get the point. Lawrence and Chris do. Exactly. <laughs> what, I, what I say, we're all right in our own way. <laughs> You've heard it both ways. I'm I've sure. heard it both ways. <laughs> I've actually experienced it. The presence of metal makes absolutely no difference where lightning strikes. Height, pointy shape, and isolation are the dominant factors controlling sure. where a lightning bolt strikes. Mm. Which And raw hot dogs in your backpack. <laughs> yep, it's looking for those. You don't have to worry about wrapping them in backpack. foil. I was saying keep them in foil just in case it might draw the current. Well, no, them. then you, that's just to keep warm. Oh, that's true. That's, true. Uh, that's, that's for after the fact. Maybe have a box of Hot Pockets that are already in those little sleeves. Yeah, perfect. Then you're ready. Then also if you walk under like a, a cell phone tower. Yep. The microwave that's ready to roll radiation <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow we are giving such good tips we have today. all sorts of options for I'm, camping i'm just trying to uh, take a tent and a pack full of uh that's what you call dogs. life hacks just, just a quick score. Yeah. Li- it's a life hack just a quick score update uh i want to do the yeah, old it's not camp necessary. thing it's, not uh, necessary. it's very close very close <laughs> Unnecessary. Uh, <laughs> so the next question here you might win it's very close. All right, question seven. Final so the question. score update was it's very close. That was yes. That's the takeaway. <laughs> Thanks. All right, appreciate Perfect. it. All right, uh, fi- here it is. If it is sunny with no clouds overhead within a five mile radius, you are safe from lightning. True or false? Hmm. Five miles. Yeah. Oh. Now, if I'm wearing my, uh, you look up. Completely sunny. Yep. Five miles around you. Does it matter Completely if sunny. you're in medieval armor? No. Just ask. We just had that. Metal yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm cross-checking to see if he's now, if consistent. You're, if you're holding oh. a golf club in the air, that makes you higher than the What if you're terrain? a man now you're fishing five miles. in medieval armor on a sunny day for five miles? On top of a skyscraper? Then that lightning is going to absolutely <laughs> fry you. I think... <laughs> that's the moral of I that think story. that it's you are safe if it's clear for five miles. I would say whatever the answer would be that would give me that answer. Safe for five miles. I would say it's false because it doesn't always matter what the sky looks like, but the ground is where it could travel and strike you still. So five miles, though. Wow, it's a long time. But I'm um, just going to say false because I gave false to all five answers. There's been a lot of false. You're answers. just in a negative mood. So maybe I'm going to go true because I'm really not sure. Okay. Well, Jared, you are basically saying true, and so are you, Chris. Lawrence, you get the point. It's what? false. Lightning can strike up to 10 miles from the center of a thunderstorm far outside the area of rain. Really? Yeah. So, don't think So it could be raining. It could be it could be thunderstorming down in Senahania. Yeah. And you could be on the harvest playground. And if it's your time, and get zapped. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Unless you better hope you you're have. a woman in medieval armor. <laughs> no. You yeah. have you have you have only a two in ten chance. Yeah, uh, you, yeah. Women should just be the ones going out and cleaning up the yard. Why don't they golf and fish more? My goodness, speaking, it's much safer. There's only a twenty percent chance. You are better than this wife. Okay, so what's the final score there, Sebastian? Uh, I know it was super score, close. It was very close, but Lawrence inched out with four points. And uh, okay, and what was second place? Well, second place is. Both you and 
Chris. Okay. You tied. With, 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 with okay. one point. Lawrence, one point. You, broke, you broke the curse <laughs> I of did. the first, first person to go. I did. And my tactic was guess false every time. <laughs> and I was right. Except Let's remember all of them were, five all, times. All of them were false, true, See, false questions. No, but I was... But, I, we got one as a group all wrong. And there you go. Children right. listening at home, sometimes it pays to be negative all the time. Yep. Just be contrary. So Contrarian. Well, this is what we're going to do. We're not, we're not going to take another break. We're going to ride this thing all the way the last five miles into the wow. thunderstorm. This okay? sounds awesome. Because uh, we have about three minutes, <laughs> and we're going to take a break for the top of the hour. Come back for this day in history. And our drinks were just delivered, so we're going to get... Get a uh, get a start on those, but let's talk about what we're doing this weekend, guys. Sebastian, what are you doing this weekend? Gonna eat some Thai food tonight. Ooh, yeah. at home? No. Oh, I was gonna say last week you guys made homemade Thai yeah. food, right? Where are you going? Um, out on Marine Corps. That place out on Marine Corps. You've okay. been? We that just place? went two weeks ago. Oh, okay, oh. that place. It's, Wait, it's you, really good. Are you go? Okay, I'm going. let me give you some advice. Again. <laughs> let me give you some advice. I, like I, I, I go probably there are, once every other week. There are two hallways <laughs> in that building. Okay, one has a, a, a like a silhouette of a man and a woman. That's the bathroom hallway. Yes. The other one has a sign that says "Customers, please do not." And then I didn't read the rest of it, and I walked into <laughs> someone's bedroom. No way. With a guy sleeping on the couch. Yep. No. It's my bad. My bad. I should have read the sign. That is your bad. I walked past the sign. I was like, I'm not going to. It says, customers, please do not. I'm like, I'll read that when I come out of the. Whoa, I'm in the wrong room. Please wash your hands or something. And it was someone that that works there, whatever, taking a break, uh, sleeping on the couch. So I backed out quickly. (laughs) Yeah. And went. Went down the other Went hallway. Down the right hallway. Yep, that's right. Hallway so, number just one. so you know, I am so sorry. Just so you know, I have a picture of the sign. Even I have a picture of the <laughs> oh, sign. Good. I thought you were gonna say you got a picture of the guy. I'll so. show it to you. No, I didn't. That would have been creepy. No, no. Yikes! <laughs> I am so sorry, Chris. What are you doing this weekend? Um, that's a great question. It's there's probably gonna be some photography involved. I haven't gone and shot anything for a while. Hopefully not a Thai restaurant. Um, Steve no. was out there the other day. He had he had he had his sisters following. He had the big camera oh, really? on his neck. Yes. Yeah. It was actually a beautiful. I think it was a sunset. Yeah. Maybe three or four days ago, after a bunch of rain. Oh yeah, you guys are kind neighbors of a, now. It was a yes. really weird gray, but there was some blue and yellows out there. It it was. It was worth going taking some shots. All so right. Steve he was all over it. I to get that camera out. And I said, I don't think you're going to be able to take. And sure enough, he came back with a lot of nothing. But it wasn't high <laughs> enough in the sky. It no. wasn't high enough in the sky to get anything. Right, right, right. You were mostly getting trees and buildings yep. and things yeah, like yeah. that. Exactly. Exactly. Well, what it was. Wow, that's yeah. a great picture of a tree you got. He's there. vertically challenged to him. He's not really for now. tall yet. <laughs> for, for now. For now. Give One of these days, he'll be the center of the basketball team. So, uh, okay. The center, not center. Um, that's what we say in Missouri. Uh, Lawrence, what are you doing this weekend? Um, huh. uh, probably some work, uh, both in the house and in the office um, together. Not at the same time, but a little bit of each. Like and, um, five minutes work, five minutes office, five minutes work. Yeah, yeah probably, no. probably okay. run in between because that's what I probably okay. feel like I All should right. do. Yep. Um, but yeah, just still from moving and, and, and the construction stuff, we, construction, uh, the upkeep we did, the re- remodeling we did, there's still some organization and things putting the house away. Yeah. So that's what we're looking forward to. Every weekend is pretty much where we're like, we'll just do it Saturday. And then yeah. like, one thing gets done. And you're like, well, that was profitable. Well, this has been two exhausting weeks, though, because yeah. all day and then we've had evening things almost every Gearing night. up to school every year. And that's where I tell the teachers, I said, if you go home the first day of school and fall asleep at 530, 
don't feel bad. Because I would always do that and be like, this cannot be my life. Like, right. I can't right. teach all day, come home, be at home an hour, and go to bed. It sounds like me and my wife's conversation on the way into work today. And so I, I'm like, <laughs> it will get better. And that's why the two days and then a weekend, you're like, okay. Then you kind of write the ship and you're used to that schedule. Yep. And then Monday, you're like, okay, I'm up till nine or yep. 10 or whatever. And there's a three day weekend coming up. There is in a couple of weeks. What? We got Labor Day off. Oh. So we got two full weeks of school before yes. we get it. Yeah. But sure. By the time we get into you that groove, it. yeah. You're, and then you're, there's you're a pretty good. three day week in October as well. There is. Yeah. The three first, day week in November. The first or four day week in November. Good. Yeah. Three day weekend. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know what I'm doing this weekend. This is the first weekend in two years. That I didn't, ha- that I don't have some kind of homework to do because I finished my last yeah, project. Yeah, dude, congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. It was, I thought I was done on Saturday. It took me 12 hours to wrap up the project. And then um, the teacher, because I turned in early, he sent it back and said, hey, if you make these few tweaks, it'll make it even better. So then I spent Monday evening, Tuesday evening, making the tweaks. Perfect. Had my wife proofread it, give me her advice, and then I resubmitted That's it. That's awesome that Just he waiting did for that. the grade. Yeah, I know. That I know. was really kind. It's the benefit of turning it in early. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't always happen, though. Usually, they just stick it in the pile, and they're like, nah, I'll and check it out when I get it. last minute, yeah. So, I'm, I'm hoping to see the good grade soon. Then and I can really... You. It's kind of like depositing a check in the bank, but it hasn't cashed yet. Yeah. That's what I feel like right now is I, I haven't quite been able to cash the check of my work just yet, but it, it's coming soon. So, I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. It's been 24 months of homework every Saturday. Yeah, it seriously has been your life. Yeah. So I'm happy yeah. for you. So well, go, to the, go to the pool. Oh, if maybe. If it's a nice day. Maybe I'll come over and take pictures with Steven. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> Does he need a real life model? I'm, yeah. I'm available now. Yeah. Uh, picture of a wearied man. That's, that's going to be his new <laughs> Ansel Adams series. Tired so, cowboy. <laughs> tired cowboy on the range. All right. We're going to take a short break for the news. Listeners, stick around. More live till five in the second hour. You're listening to us. On KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata Guam. Stick around for another hour of Live Till 5 after this short break. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Glad to have you with us today. The second hour of Live Till 5. Surrounded by a bunch of common men. Sebastian, Chris, Lawrence. That's because this song is fanfare for the common man. I think it's Andrew Copeland, right? Yes. Okay, all right. I'm I'm a novice when it comes to semi-classical music, but uh, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Kind of a slow starter, though. Good thing we're full of energy, and apparently we've been yelling into the microphones because if you're listening online, it might have been a little staticky. I'm so sorry. It's because we're just excited. You were, I, we think we were overdriving the mics a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So it's just we'll fix that I, in post. I overdrive everything. That's the yeah. problem. 
You've I always got it in overdrive. I, I had like six cups of coffee today. Yeah. Um, six cups of coffee today? At least. Oh at least. Goodness. Wow. And now I'm drinking something uh, from the hub again because they brought up some delectable treats. And so, uh, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's my energy level's up. I'm not sure. Maybe my hearing's off a little bit. I'm just happy that you guys are here and uh, we're all hanging out together. Chris, the look on your face is so funny. Okay. Uh, hey, you know what? This segment's brought to us by The Hub. First time since the beginning of summer. Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop Bookstore, the best little coffee shop on Guam, offering a bunch of drinks and some tasty muffins, bagels, cream cheese. Mm, great place. I go there every day now that they've reopened. 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, and after church on Sundays. Let's play a little What's in My Coffee, where we drink the free samples that they've brought to us and describe them, not knowing what they're actually called, and then sharing them with you, the listeners, so that you'll want to go and purchase them. Now, because we randomly pick these drinks, we don't always know if it's going to be something that tickles our fancy, so to speak, that that meets you know our expectations. Sometimes these are like the best drinks we've ever had. Sometimes it might not be the flavor profile that we want. But that that just increases the skill level on describing them in a way that's positive. Now, I'm going to start with Lawrence because he drank his. You have to have one of those ice ice uh, ice cream headaches or something because you drank that so quick. I don't I don't though. It it was so good. I don't even remember drinking it all. I don't know if it was full when I got it or not, but I drank it so fast. And it wasn't like so sweet to where I only drink half and it's like, okay, that's enough of that. It could be because I'm really thirsty. I'll give that. But I think it's, it, first I off, just that drink was lot. meant to be your drink. Yeah, it was. And secondly, I think it's like lightning from five miles away. <laughs> it just found you. Boom. It, it just, it I saw a stream. I saw a stream through the window of creamy coffee goodness. Going through the air, it and was entering the straw. And it then... was really, really good. I, I, I'll be honest. I don't know if I'm going to get this one right, simply because I don't think I've ever had it. And the reason why is because I'd get it more often if I had. Yes, right. And you are the drink whisperer for our listeners at home that just have started listening recently. <laughs> Lawrence knows every drink in the hub. Sometimes he can tell what other people are drinking. They don't even have the lid off. He can just tell. By one of the 300 different fast twitch muscles in someone's face, <laughs> he can tell what they're drinking. I think that I looks think like a we creamy vanilla. I, I, bean. I, was t- I think that's what it is, though. You think so? Really? I think so. It's definitely got coffee in it, but it's creamy. I don't know. It's creamy. The only yeah, with ice. I, I think that's what it was. I think it was the creamy vanilla bean. It was extremely good. And I'll be probably having to discipline myself not to get too many more. You drank that the so year. fast that the ice didn't even melt. No. All your ices are still full cubes. They are with with little ridges on them. It's they are the, all your the ices. drink. The, all of your ices. The, the the drink barely kissed the cubes, and you had it gone already. It was it was very good. You drank and it wh- so fast it didn't even cling to the sides of the cup. When we we uh, reveal what it is. Asked for it. Okay, all right. It was, it we'll, was awesome. We'll say that's the that's the new Lawrence Lawrence favorite drink, de jour. Yes. Now, Chris, uh, yours on the other hand, yeah. I just it's, got the impression, just a general impression from the fast twitch muscles in your face, that <laughs> maybe this one doesn't fit your pl- flavor profile. This is a hot drink. Yes, it is. 
And if it's not a it's, mocha, it's got work. It, it's it's a coffee drink of some sort. It's a very creamy drink. So it's it's almost it could be the it could be the, the creamy vanilla bean hot? Uh not that good. No. <laughs> I don't think so. No, it's it the, the there's some the, amaretto in there. The, the creaminess almost overwhelms the coffeeness of it. Huh. If, uh, that's not a word, but you know, you're getting the sense it's oh, almost ices. it's almost of a milky sort of consistency. Could, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh and it has one of those flavorings that comes from a powder, I believe. Okay. Because it could be either the taro. Okay. There's mm. a purple one and a green one. What's the green matcha. one? Matcha. Matcha or taro. Oh, that's very interesting. It, it could be one of those. And the reason I'm saying I'm not sure which one mm-hmm. is because I don't drink those. Okay. Because <laughs> so, I completely have never had one like that. So, I, I mean, I've had them on this game. Until now. But yes, that's, that's, right. that's it. But it's it's a creamy drink and it's a hot drink. So what kind of person would kind, like this? So so describe, put yourself in someone if, else's shoes. If you what, like, what person driving by would like this drink? What would their profession be? What would their job be? What the job? Be? Yeah, what kind of person? Perhaps what kind of a, job would 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 like this kind of drink? Perhaps they would be a haberdasher. A haberdasher. Oh or, yes, or a, a boot black or a oh, gandy no, dancer. I, 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 oh, okay, a gandy dancer. A gandy dancer. Okay, all right. A haberdasher. A, Someone that makes hats. A lumberjack. A lumberjack on a cold, snowy day in the Yukon. I somebody I, felling I, I, trees. No, they wouldn't yeah. drink that. No. You never know. No, the lumberjack actually. That's actually totally wrong about the lumberjack. Yeah, it's not the lumberjack. <laughs> he just offended every lumberjack. Actually, he would be drinking black That's, coffee. I feel like with I've, no flavor. So, so, taken a, you know what? I've taken a, a shot at lumberjacks. There. Yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't have. It's it's the lumberjack's girlfriend would yeah. like that drink. Yes, probably. You know? He, you know. Yeah, it's this. This is the drink. Just ask for when you go to the hub. Ask for the lumberjack's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's one lumberjack's girlfriend, please. Okay, <laughs> wow, one lumberjack's girlfriend and a Lawrence to go. Okay, we're starting. All we're right. starting a new drink menu. Wow, oh, thank you, new Jeremy, for for making it much more interesting. Boy, four black coffees would not have been this good. Okay, now Sebastian, nope. uh, I gotta get the tears out of my eyes from that one. Um, you're drinking an ice drink. What does it taste like? Well, yes, it is an ice drink. I do believe this is a vanilla cold brew. And with the cold brews, don't they leave the coffee in the refrigerator kind of overnight? They do. Leave it to marinate throughout the... Yes. Although it (laughs) tastes better than it sounds, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think I have that. And maybe, maybe, like... They they threw something else in there because it it's not doesn't taste like a normal cold brew, and I don't know why. Does it have a flavor to it, like a vanilla or something? I can't maybe? tell. That's the problem. Okay, but you think but, it's cold brew? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. On the sweetness scale, ten being so sweet you can't stand it, and one being not sweet at all. What number is it? I'd say a three. A three. So it's just Whoa. a little sweet. So not very sweet at okay. all. Exactly. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Kind of like the lumberjack's girlfriend, not very sweet at all. No, okay, no, she's actually okay. no. The drink <laughs> is, but she's not okay. Anyway, <laughs> mine. I picked the right drink here. Um, this is just a simple. Oh yeah, my phone's lighting up. Um, I bet it is. This is a simple iced tea. It's it's not Louisiana and it's not Lipton, but it is just a great iced tea. Like if you if you had been 
uh, fighting wildfires mm-hmm. all day. Or yeah. chopping trees. Successfully fighting wildfires. Dodging dry lightning. And you have successfully extinguished wildfires in your area. And you're like, I'm just, I need, I need uh, to quench my thirst. And I need a little, little bit of caffeine in there. No carbs, no calories. Because you might have to be up at night fighting That's right. fires. Uh, well. You got to go back and make sure they stay out. Right. Yep. So, but you, you come inside and the, the local coffee shop uh, has a, a myriad of, of teas and concoctions and tonics. And you choose this. This is so thirst quenching. It's It has a, a tea taste as if it were tea leaves handpicked by capuchins from the tea trees they live there? of northern Myanmar, formerly known as Burma. That's that's how good this is. Wow. Maybe better. Mm. Wow. What a, what a home run. I don't know if they the could fit all that us. on a sticky note. I know. Sebastian and Chris were bummed out this afternoon, but you and I sold <laughs> drinks. Yeah. Mine, mine has a, uh, boy, it's just so good. So good. It's a, uh, so let's I let's, was number one, by the way. You're number one. You have a caramel white mocha caramel. iced or caramel. Yeah, caramel. I'm number um, two. That was number two. awesome. I'm getting it again. Caramel white number mocha. Two, number two. You have the vanilla cold brew iced. Nailed it. Mm. Yeah. Cold brew is a stronger coffee. You Maybe have to really drink oh, it. I, up I, I would get it consistently, but sometimes I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And then uh, number three is in there. Maybe number there. four is you. Oh, yeah. You have a green tea matcha. Oh, it's not coffee at all. No, it's a, it's a green tea powder. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. That's, you were expecting coffee ground would, up, pulverized, guess, dehydrated. I was expecting coffee. When Ain't I no lumberjack drink. touching that stuff. No, yeah, well, you never know. I mean, not all lumberjacks I mean. are from North America. I mean, yeah. it could be a lumberjack from the mountains of northern um, Japan. Matcha powder Fish is very popular there. Northern America, right? So, okay, lumberjack's <laughs> girlfriend would drink it though. Yep. And then I have here. You go, orange blossom tea. Yep. Orange blossom orange tea. Blossom. Sounds good. I, I would drink that every single day, all day long. Maybe it's the orange blossom. Without stop. Special. Oh, I wish I had that song tea. on my playlist right now. Yeah. I'll have to get that one. That's yeah, a great get that palette. Yeah. Boy, orange blossom tea. I would recommend someone get that. Now, would any of you guys, I, I didn't know if I was going to have like a surprise guest come in or not, so I did get another drink. And if you would like to trade out your drink, I do have a dirty chai there, which mm. is one of Lawrence's other favorites. I, I do like I can smell it actually. Oh yeah, from here. Yeah, See, I can smell that's what I'm it. saying. He's got he's what, what's that what's that French word for people that are like the nose and they can uh, do perfume? They're perfumiers, but they it's the French word for nose. Listeners, what's the French word for uh, nose? My wife and they, speaks French. So I'll yeah, ask her. What, they and they can they call these people the noses, and they're people who these uh, perfume companies hire to be able to determine what perfumes are the best and lawrence that might be your backup your, your go-to your fallback job a perfumier a perfumier no just the nose that works for the perfumier mm. perfumier i mean they gotta know like all, all kinds of other things but you'd be able to smell a drink from a mile away so i'll be there the nose for the 
for the car right. shop. One You're like the thundercloud where the lightning goes five miles and hits the the guy that's fishing. That's your your nose, yeah, you can smell from five miles away what someone's drinking. So, oh. well, it's, if she that's gets not an answer. Good, I'll give it to you. That's not a very good parallel. Anyway, uh, let's play a little <sighs> this day in history. Listeners, thanks for listening. Let's by the way, that was a lot history. of fun for us. I don't know if it's fun for you, but Probably every not. day the hub is selling these drinks. The cool thing about the hub is all the proceeds above and beyond their overhead expenses goes towards missions projects. And every year they're able to give between twelve to fifteen thousand dollars towards missions projects, and it's helped build schools, churches, uh, helped with medical emergencies, helped with typhoon relief, um, bought generators. I mean, you name it, printed Bibles, all kinds of things for missions projects have come from uh, those proceeds. So when you're buying a, a drink or food item at the hub, you're helping missions as well. And some of our drinks at the hub, if they if they're from our coffee beans that come from Coffee for Missions, you get a double. Uh, a double benefit, basically, because the person that sells the coffee beans to us gives a portion of his income towards missions. And then the Nicaragua coffee is unique because it's a triple benefit. The Nicaragua coffee bean plantations, I believe, is a co-op of Christian uh, owners, and they give a portion of their money to start churches in Nicaragua, then Coffee for Missions buys the beans, gives a portion of their proceeds to missions, then we sell them, and then we give a portion from ours. So helping missions all the way around, one coffee drink at a time. There you go. Right, one, so we goof around and we, we that's play right. games, but the 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 <clears throat> work of the hub is not a... That's right. It's no it's, laughing it's matter. serious. Yeah, yeah it, it really does a lot of good. I mean, think about that, $15,000 a year... For the last number of years, it, it really does a lot of good. So, yeah, we, we make light and have fun and all that. But really, it is a very valuable, very valuable uh, ministry opportunity. So, yeah. you okay there, Lawrence? I was. I was until I just tried putting the cap on my drink and threw ice cubes. And you crushed it. I, I, I Yeah. That's when you can tell you're under a lot of stress. I'll tell you what. How about this? Let's take a short break. We'll I need clean to clean up, up our my little, ice cubes. And we're going to clean up our little spill here in aisle three. And then we will come back for a little more live till five. So listeners, stick around. Be back in a very short break. back with a little more live till five it's friday august 17th 4 25 p.m here at the khmg studios glad to have you with us today our live local talk and variety programming program broadcasting high top the campus of harvest ministries from the worldwide headquarters of harvest family radio khmg 88.1 fm barragata guam glad to have you with us today we hope to entertain you a little bit inform you edify you build you up in your christian walk and just have a, a good time this afternoon. Just a nice little break. Some of you have been in school for a couple days, and you just need a breather. This is the, your <laughs> radio breather. That's that's we we could rename the show the radio breather, but then it takes explanation, and yeah, it's hard enough as it is. Yeah, we're we're just trying to keep people radio breather is, tuned in. Radio breather. That's that's, that's interesting. Plus, it sounds like something on a public radio show. Maybe yeah, it sounds like a professional like. The radio breather. 
Yeah. Something so, like that. It's sponsored by the National Asthma Awareness Association. Yeah, that sounds good. That mm-hmm. sounds that sounds nice. Yeah, I'm sure the they appreciate it. doesn't, though. Yeah. Okay. Well, it is the 17th of August. Yep. What has happened on the 17th of August in the past? There's There's been a lot of things, as you know. Yep. We've Lots had one of, of these. Things. We've had one of these each year for thing a long time. Thing after thing, <laughs> sometimes multiple in a day. Yes, but we're going to look at some specifics today. Let me just tell you, of Lawrence, sports ones, observances and holidays. August is a little thin on observances and holidays. Just seen. So you know, I don't it's know if it's indicated. How, in I was the talking way to my grandma. Haven't talked to her in a while this morning, and uh, she. You was mean the grandma me, lives across the hall? You haven't talked her. to her in a while. Not her. Okay. The other one. My dad's mom, who still lives in Michigan. All right. And she was going over with me how many family birthdays are in August. Oh. And I'm not talking like extended, extended. I'm talking like aunts, uncles, cousins. I think I have four aunts, about three or four cousins, a sister, and a mom, all with a birthday in August. Wow. I've had two of my kids and my anniversary in August. It's an expensive month. It is. Not for me. My son Andrew just turned 21 this week. Yeah, I saw that. That's awesome. 21's a big year. It is. It's uh, considered to be, I don't know if you consider adulthood. A lot of people consider 18, but 21 is another one of those mile markers, I guess you'd say. Uh, Yes, it is for sure. uh, That's cool. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Big month. So it's a big month anecdotally, but is it a big month? Or big day historically. historically. Well, in 1933, Lou Gehrig plays a record 1,308th consecutive game. And there's about 182 baseball games in a year. So that's at least maybe five or six years of baseball without missing a game. That's tough to do in football and basketball and in the seasons that have a lot less games, much less one with 182. I mean, that's not missing for a child's birth. That's not missing for a sick or injury or just you need a day. Because nowadays, you know, it's a big news in on ESPN or whatever when like a player like a LeBron James who this last year played all all full season games, that was a big deal. Um, so for this to be back then. I wonder if Lou Gehrig got the perfect attendance award when he was in like K-5. I bet he did. He's one of those. I know. Did. did Cal Ripken Jr. beat that record? I thought Cal Ripken. I might have to look at that. This is just what day. happened on that day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think so. I think he's the one that's played the Perfect most. Attendance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nineteen forty-three. Speaking of ugly leaders, General Patton enters Uglier the better Messina, completing conquest of Sicily by the Allies, which was his mission: is to go through Africa and then cross over to Sicily and meet them. Uh, upcoming from the south through the Italian peninsula. Um, and then this one, I thought, uh, on this day, 1946, George Orwell Orwell publishes Animal Farm in the United Kingdom. Mm. Pretty popular book used in a lot of schools and education and things like that. Um, but in 1957, this is kind of my uh, most unique stat of the day. It's another sports uh, historical day. Baseball player Richie Ashburn fouls and hits fan Alice Roth twice in the same game <laughs> at bat playing for the Philadelphia <laughs> Phillies. First, oh, funny. he hits her and breaks her nose. Oh, I'm sorry. And the sorry. second one hits her while she's on the stretcher. Seriously? Oh, no. Yeah. That's like, I don't know if it was the same at bat. It had to be. It had to They're be. They're like hauling her off. It had to be. Well, could it be though? Because 
okay, she breaks her nose. By the time they call the people, stretcher comes down, she gets on it. Maybe they stop the game. super long at bat. Maybe they stop the game. I've not seen 1957, that, 1957, what if she, they if were she really was like front row? Then. Yeah. But, or, you know, she's got, you know, toilet paper or, yeah. or or paper towel, whatever it might be. And then they have a whole, you know, two, three innings go by. It had to be stretcher. the same at bat. I mean, unless she just really add hemophilia or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it would have had to happen right away. If she's sitting there for an hour right. until Maybe he bats Maybe she fell next. over the wall after she got hit in the face with the ball. And by the time they got her hoisted up. Yes. Onto the stretcher, Hoisted. he was back at the back. That's right. That could and have been like, it. Bing. Ow. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's uh, like that's almost cartoonish. Yes, yeah. like that yeah. kind of thing happens. Yep. Yep. Um, it's adding insult to injury. Ooh, that is exactly really. that's, what that's that means. Exactly what it is. Yeah. It's like you're. What was her name? Take them all down. Alice Roth, I think, or Ruth. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, poor thing. Probably never forgot that game. Maybe never yep. went back. Yeah. Nineteen eighty nine. Speaking of which. Oriole shortstop Cal Ripken moves into third place at 1,208 consecutive games. So that's interesting that they put that on here, maybe because of the first one with Lou Gehrig, but I do believe he will catch up. So, But he was in third place on this day uh, with this game here. And then, as you know, um, it is our custom here as of late to... We have a lot of customs. We do. Traditions. We try to try to keep it that Little way. mannerisms. Like we, us wearing kilts today. This is a new one that we're doing. We try. <laughs> yeah, get the pro version to find that out. Um, but anyways, the last one is the seven, 2017 collision of two neutron stars witnessed for the first time picked up by U.S.-based laser interferometer, interferometer gravitational wave observatory. Um. I don't know what that looked like. Collision of two neutron stars. Wow. Was was seen. Uh, of course, it's probably happened before, but it was actually seen. So that's that's cool. <laughs> Pretty well, neat. Our, our sciencey listeners are yeah they going were all crazy over that. right they were, now. They were looking for pictures of that. Yeah. Google it. Yeah. Here, how about another one here? We have 2016. Kenyan I'm just trying to runner. figure out what an interferometer is. Well, well, don't worry about that. Inter- it's just two stars. Interferometer. 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 Probably true. Interferometer. Uh, Consellus. Consellus. Caprudo. Is this another science one? Nope. This is Olympics. Oh, good. Records an Olympic record eight hours and three minutes. Oh, I'm sorry, eight minutes and three seconds to win the men's 3,000 meter steeplechase gold medal at the Rio de Janeiro Games. I just like to bring that up because I like the steeplechase. Steeplechase is awesome. Um, I was watching one that was just, the colleges were running it, and um, pretty pretty neat uh, race, really. Uh, yeah, a group uh, hurdle uh, is what it turns out yeah, to be, and it's a hurdle that doesn't move. Well, yeah, it, it doesn't like collapse. It the doesn't way. do that, and and one of them there's a, a puddle you got to jump right. through. Yeah, or jump over. And if you've ever seen like one of the tracks here in Guam has one of those, and yeah, it's, it's like not a, filled with water. Yeah, it's like a. It's like a, a a gradual. So usually, if you see it without a race going on, there won't be a, a hurdle there. It's like a little ramp down yeah, to down it in now. there. But then they'll fill it with water and then put a hurdle on the top. And usually, the runners will step on step that on the to hurdle. jump over right. the water. But if they their foot slips or they miss that, then they just jump into almost Kerplunk. probably mid shin water, yes, right? And uh, try to run through Dangerous. it. So, if they put some alligators in there, then it's sign you know. Up. That race would be a whole lot more interesting. I hear the WCW is looking into that kind of a- a, The what? WCW, the World 
well, isn't it WWE? WWE w- wrestling. Yeah, the WCW yeah. is also wrestling. Yeah, but not the, the one. WWE. Ago. They're the ones who are taking over. They're doing their own WWE. football league, and it's like more extreme. Oh, okay. So I was trying to make a joke, but it flopped. Oh, like sorry. a guy falling on the uh, steeplechase. Yeah, about as into hard. the puddle. That's yep. exactly what just happened. Yep, we watched but in it a grammatical way. <laughs> that was a lot of fun there at the end. A lot <laughs> <Yeah>. of fun. <laughs> well, you know, I I try hard. So, all right, Lawrence. Well, hey, thanks for coming up. I know you're a busy yeah, you bet. principal among other things. Off to a good start. Glad to have yeah. the kids around. I will say that I yeah. like getting the teachers all accustomed to the new year and things. But it's a it's another level. In fact, another eight levels of energy. When you bring a thousand students on campus, uh, but it is good to have them back. I I do enjoy this part of the job uh, is working with the kids. Summer's fine in preparation for it, but now having them back, it's uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Look forward to a great year. Amen. I was giving high fives to kids the first day of school. Yeah. They needed it because it was was, tough going. What happened to Wednesday? They were all, you know, summer, still waking up when they wanted, and then Thursday hit like a train. Yep. It's like, hello. (laughs) Well, you know what? It gets better, kids. It does. It gets better. In December at Christmas. It, That's it right. gets better. That's right. Well, listeners, <laughs> kids, parents, and people in other categories, teachers, stick around. We're going to take a short break, and we come back. All-around good guy Chris Harper is going to bring us the news. Plus, I have some Stranger Than Fiction. And our topic, it's the weather. We're going to talk about the weather today. So stick around. More live till 5 after this short break. back with a little more live till five it's friday august 17th 4 41 p.m here at the khmg studios remaining here in the studio with me the lone wingman tonto well chris harper who uh is not technically my sidekick because he's the station manager of the radio station so in no way is he side or kick in this scenario um, he could cancel this show at any time, so you could send your petitions to him if you ever hear me not on the air because he fired me for calling him Tonto on the air. So Should I call you Kimo Sabe? Or <laughs> That's right. There that, you go. Is that there you go. I like that. What's supposed to happen next? I like that. Yeah. I like that. Okay. I don't know what that means, but I, I'm hoping I it means it on the show. good friend. Yes, yeah. right. I'm hoping it means good friend. I'm not, I, I yeah. really don't know, so. Yeah, someone might know out there. Just keep it to yourself. Let us let us live in our dreamland. Google that as well. <laughs> oh boy! In addition to other things, there you go. During the show. Oh boy. Okay, Chris, what's happening in the news? Well, I have some stories from SRNnews.com, and some of the stories are by Reuters. 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 Not Reuters. No, nah, it's Reuters. That's a whole different thing. That's, all stories come through Reuters now, but right. Reuters. Reuters came through our routers. Yes. So. The- <laughs> <laughs> that is not the way you want to start a new No, segment, sponsored but, by Roto-Rooter. Yeah. The Reuters routers. As I was saying, from SRNnews.com, the United States warned Turkey on Thursday to expect more economic sanctions unless it hands over detained American pastor 
and New Brunson as relations between the two countries took a further turn for the worse. U.S. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin assured President Trump at a cabinet meeting that sanctions were ready to be put in place if Brunson was not freed. Now, the United States and Turkey have exchanged tit-for-tat tariffs in an escalating attempt by Trump to induce Turkish President Tayyip Erdogan into giving up Brunson, who denies charges that he was involved in a coup attempt against Erdogan two years ago. China's military has expanded its bomber operations in recent years, while, quote, likely training for strikes, unquote, against the United States and its allies, a Pentagon report released Thursday says, the assessment, which comes at a time of heightened U.S.-China tensions over trade, was contained in an annual report that highlighted China's efforts to increase its global influence with defense spending that the Pentagon estimates exceed $190 billion in 2017. The report comes as China and the United States plan to hold trade talks, offering hope they might resolve an escalating tariff conflict that threatens to degenerate into an all-out trade war. Now we've reported on this before here, but this year's China Air uh, this year China's Air Force landed bombers on islands and reefs in the South China Sea as part of a training exercise in that disputed region. In January, the Pentagon put countering Beijing along with Russia at the center of some new national defense strategies. Uh, Kind of a rare sports story, but the reason I bring it up is because yesterday on Twitter, I don't follow a lot of people who are super into sports, but I I saw over and over and over how, how dastardly uh, the Marlins pitcher oh, was yeah. and, uh, in in uh, hitting a, a batter. And so I, I looked up the story. 97 mile per hour. Yeah. Red hot rookie Ronald Acuna Jr. departed early due to injury after getting drilled by the opening pitch. But the Atlanta Braves still finished a four-game sweep over the visiting Miami Marlins with a 5-2 win on Wednesday. Acuna, who led off the previous three games with home runs and had gone deep in five straight, was hit by a 97-mile-per-hour fastball on the first pitch of the game, setting off a benches-clearing incident that led to the ejection of Miami starter Jose Urania and Atlanta manager Brian Snitker. And this was just one of those things that kind of crossed over uh, not just sports people were passing this along. Basically, it was one of those kind of all-time bad sportsmanship moments. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You've got the hot young rookie who's been tearing it up and, like, the wily old veteran, and he decides he's going to hit the guy, but really hurts him. Yeah. And it's kind of a terrible, terrible sportsmanship. Yeah. So Pitchers uh, intentionally hit players from time to time or try and brush them back. Right. But this one, if you look at the picture, it looks like he drilled him on purpose. He just drilled him. And he had to know the consequence was going to be uh, uh, a bench clearing brawl. I mean, that to do that, I mean, they're they're baseball culture. I mean, that is just what's going to happen. What I would be curious to find out, and I don't know if it'll ever be told, 
did the catcher signal for the pitcher to throw that? Or was there even a signal that came from the dugout um, that signaled uh, to do that? Like, was it a strategic decision? Well, the Marlins manager, Don Mattingly, had an interview after that. And again, these are people, I don't don't watch a lot of baseball. Mm -hmm. These are people passing it along. Basically, he said that he had told him, we need to figure out a way to stop this guy. I don't know if it's hint, hint, wink, wink. We need to figure out a way to stop this guy or whether it's just... We need to figure out a way to stop this guy. And then Arania decided, well, the way we're going to do it is we're going to hit him. Right. I don't, you know, I, I have no idea. We probably won't find that out. But yeah, it was just one of those things that sort of broke through this week where it wasn't just sports people talking baseball. It was a lot of people talking like almost like degradation of culture type right. of. Uh, right. um, I saw you know, one person sort of uh, tweet that. Um, to injure someone intentionally is assault in Florida penal code or something. And so, mm-hmm. you know, saying that he should be charged with assault and things like that. But I just don't know. I mean, it, um, you know, when you look at it, I believe he was hit. Was he hit kind of under the arm? It's, it's in the uh, basically on the on the elbow. OK. All right. Was he wearing uh, body armor? No, I okay. wasn't wearing any. Because a lot of those players, of course, they wear three or four different pieces of body armor to protect themselves. So, yeah. boy, not, yeah, probably not a classy thing. I don't know if it's at the level of, you know, career ending, uh, especially when, uh, you know, Luis Suarez bites people in yes. soccer matches yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. uh, you know, there's, there's, there's probably a range. And I, I'm sure that the Braves fans are the most upset about this, but. I'm not saying it's justified either, though. I, I don't think that was a good call. But No, I don't love the this is just part of the game type yeah, uh, right. excuses, right? So you, Right, because if that was the case, you'd just be beaning every other bat, yeah. every good batter. So obviously that's not that's not the intention of the rules and no. kind of ruins the sport for everyone. So, well, Chris, thanks a lot for bringing the news. Really appreciate it. Yep. You have a great weekend. Listeners, I'm going to uh, share with you a couple things here about our theme for today, and I'll take a very short break. Uh, talking about weather today, the thing that got me really thinking about this was in the UK right now, Britain's hottest summer in decades has revealed crop marks across the country showing the sites of Iron Age settlements, Roman farms, and even Neolithic monuments dating back thousands of years, archaeologists said on Wednesday this week. This is from Reuters. Crop marks are patterns of shading in crops and grass seen most clearly from the air form faster in hot weather as the fields dry out, making this summer's heat wave ideal for discovering such sites. Archaeologists at the Public Body uh, His- Historic England have been making the most of the hot weather to look for patterns revealing the ancient sites buried below, from Yorkshire in the north down to Cornwall in the southwest. We've discovered hundreds of new sites this year, spanning about 6,000 years of England's history, uh, says one researcher. Each new site is interesting in itself, but the fact that we're finding so many sites over such a large area is filling a lot of gaps in knowledge about how people lived and farmed and managed the landscape in the past. The archaeologists are mapping the sites to determine the significance of the remains beneath and how best to protect them. While some, uh, while some may be significant enough to merit national protection from development, local authorities or farmers may be left to decide what to do at other sites. Quote, unquote, we hopefully get to help farmers to help protect some of these undesignated sites. So very interesting uh, meteorological information there. Also provided by my research assistant here, 
six times truth was stranger than fiction. Uh, this has to do with the weather from discovery.com. Fire turned into rain in the 18th century. Meteorologist James Espy believed the rainfall could have been generated by burning huge fires. He got the idea uh, by considering testimonials that rainfalls often accompanied volcanic eruptions and large fires. He proposed burning 40 acres of land every 20 miles along a 600 to 700 mile long Rocky Mountains. He predicted the fires could create steady rainfall across the country. To the delight of farmers, no doubt, his theory was never proven, but earned him an honorable mention in Nathaniel Hawthorne's The Hall of Fantasy. Electrified sand, Luke Francis Warren, was the inventor of the Rainmaker, who conducted trials from 1921 to 1923 to prove that electrified sand could be used to dissipate clouds and create rain. Have you ever heard where they would seed the clouds? I believe that's what they're talking about there. Uh, the War Against Fog. During World War II, it quickly became clear that Brit in that. To the British, fog was a problem because it kept aviators grounded. The plan to combat the problem was taken on by the Petroleum Warfare Department, who decided to investigate the idea of burning oil to clear fog over airfields. The method, called the fog investigation or dispersal operation, became their secret weapon. It worked by using a system of tanks, pipes, and burners to deliver petroleum that would raise the temperature by several degrees when ignited. Raising the temperature by several degrees was not enough, was enough to disperse the fog and allow aircraft operations to continue. So, uh, very interesting. A couple others. Uh, I won't go through all of them. Maybe I'll save a few of these for next week because I think I'm going to continue on with the weather theme next week. But I'd like to take a very short break right now. When I come back, I want to wrap up the show talking about some of the countries where it is really hard to be a Christian, especially in public. So stick around a little more live till five after this short break. Walk with me, Lord. God, walk with me. Walk with me, Lord. God, walk with me. While I'm on this old Jesus journey, I want Jesus to walk with me. Take my hand. And we're back with the last couple minutes of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Episode 277 on this Friday, August 17th. If you missed part of the show, tune in Saturdays from noon to 2. Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on The Rebound. Download the podcast from khmg.org. Let us know you're listening through social media like Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. We'd love to hear from you. Let me just mention, in light of the fact that we're coming up on the weekend and we have the privilege in America to worship wherever we want, publicly, without fear of persecution. I mean, at least not serious persecution. Maybe sometimes family or friend persecution. But the 20th country on the World Watch List 2018 where it's most dangerous to follow Jesus, according to Open Doors Ministry, is Laos. Laos. Communist authorities heavily monitor all religious activities, including those registered Christian churches. House churches are forced to operate illegally in secret. Christianity, in particular, is considered a Western influence and especially dangerous. So in Laos, it's very hard to be a Christian. And country number 21, right behind it, is Jordan. It's an Islamic Nation, parliamentary, constitutional monarchy under King Abdullah II. 
but the source of persecution is Islamic oppression. Converts to Christianity from Islam experience a great deal of persecution from all parts of Jordanian society, usually beginning at home. Still seen as Muslims, they are constantly persecuted in hopes they will give up and return to their senses. Christians in Jordan who belong to the Orthodox and Roman Catholic denominations enjoy a relatively high level of religious freedom, but still experience discrimination. So be praying for those believers in Laos and Jordan, both countries where it's very difficult to be a follower of Christ, at least in a public way. And uh, if you're a follower of Christ, I encourage you to publicly join with other believers this Sunday and worship. Find a church where they take the Bible and they explain it and they open it and they read it and they encourage you to study it and they encourage you to live it as well. Church is not a self-help group. Church is not a social club. Church is not just a tradition. Church is a group of believers following Jesus Christ according to the Bible, God's word. And there are many churches on Guam where they do preach the gospel. I encourage you to find one of those churches this weekend. If you do not have a church home, or maybe you're estranged from, from a church family, you just haven't been going in a long time, you want to just know more of what it's all about, I encourage you to visit us at Harvest Baptist Church. Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m., we have some classes where we meet together, kind of break up into smaller groups. 10.30 a.m. is our morning worship service. That's our main service. I encourage you, if you can only make it to one hour a week, come at 10.30 a.m. on Sunday morning. We'd love to have you. Come up and introduce yourself. I'm one of the pastors there. I'd love to meet you. I'd love to know that this radio ministry made a difference enough that it it inspired you to come visit our church. And we have a number of other things. We have Sunday nights at 6 p.m. It's a different service. Wednesday nights, we have Bible studies in different groups. We have some upcoming classes, including a parenting class and a conversational English class that are going to be coming up on Wednesday nights in the next couple of weeks. We might have one of our pastors come up and talk about that next week. But we just love to have you participating and joining with us and building some relationships with us. And uh, we just love to see you at Harvest Baptist Church. And that's it for Live Till 5. We've been going since 3 o'clock, our live local talk variety program every week, 3 to 5 p.m. here at KHMG 88.1 FM. Glad to have you with us, episode 277. Again, if you missed part of the show, download the podcast through khmg.org. Let us know you're listening through Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Tune in Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m., for the rebroadcast of the show in its entirety. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know you're listening. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host, episode 277. This is Live Till 5 on 88.1 FM, KHMG Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Have a great weekend. <laughs>